Hello, my darlings. It has been such a long time since we have had the whole brood together again, and I am so pleased you can be joining us. Diglin has told Bree Theory that in order to break curse on woods, we have to say true name of ancient beings who have trapped us here with their dark magic. So, Robert Andrew, Cheryl Nash, Michelle B, and David Forsey let our bodies roam free. Mike Hammond, Chris Walsh, Heather Baird, and Olga Krasik unleash us from your wood. Jason Campbell, Christopher Bruce, Michael Pollard, and Noreen Elizabeth, you cannot keep us here forever. Chelsea Dab, Michelle Scott, and Mary Rain, may your spell be broken. He's not work. He's not work. We are still in woods. Hi. Bree does not know why she is trusting foolish wormskins in their fancy book readings. Well, if we are going to be stuck here forever, I am going to go ask Yuri to tell me about Story of Wonders and Blunders, Chapter 53. Hello, travelers. It's been a while. Good to see you. We've been away for some time, so let's catch up with the story so far. It all started when I was a wee dwarf at the age of eight. I fell down a well and was traumatized by a swarm of bats. Oh, too far back? No, okay. The Caravan of Wonders set out looking for a magic item of great power lost during a war long ago in the World Spine Mountains. They have not found it. What they did find is a terrible nightmare raven woman named Lilia, aka the Lady on Kindness. She's been kidnapping kids and turning them into half-hag, half-animal creatures. This led them to Bridget, one of those children, who is now all grown up and running the steady stream in, in Pinnafell, with a secret side hustle of using her terrifying spider powers to weave nice blankets for cold travellers. She turned out alright, thanks in part to Diglin, a hag hunter and Bridget's adoptive mother. The party fought through wolves, vampires, yetis and Cag the Bat-Hag to find Diglin. Kara was then immediately captured by Lilia's servants and nearly transformed into a raven creature. And during the rescue, the party found the Stardance Gate being excavated by Lilia's forces. An exhausting chase led the battered crew home and Diglin's cabin, a queen mimic, carried them into the Rotten Ponds, a cursed forest, to escape Lilia's retribution. On the way, they picked up a mysterious stranger, Shair, who was being chased by a feral man. And then nobody thought anything more of that, she's just with them. No questions there. In the forest, they met Fezric, an ancient and very strange elf living in the woods, and found out that her mother, Gelra, had cursed the forest long ago to protect him from his father. A late night exploration by Rowan and Ben also hooked them a frost giant, who demanded they serve him, and then was unceremoniously dogpiled and killed by everyone within earshot. The party went to bed, with plans to visit Fezric and talk shop with Diglin in the morning. Rowan then had an ominous chat with Lilia's illusory self about the purpose of Teak, the stone around Rowan's neck, and she disappeared. Then Rowan joined the others for a cursed forest snooze. And that catches us up. Welcome back. Let's get back into it, shall we? So we'll pick it up there. Uh, Rowan, you 
were walking back towards the cabin, you had turned around to see Lilia step into the shadows and disappear. <sighs> yeah, and I guess I'm in the doorway of this cabin. I see that she's gone. Uh, I'll look up at the stars, and my hand will go around Teak, and, uh, well, Teak, uh, you know, this whole thing just gets stranger and stranger. And I'll uh, turn around and, and close the door behind me and, and, and head to bed. Okay. So inside the cabin, I would say there's like a low fire going in the hearth. Diglin has made her way over to her bed. The sort of ethereal light of the forest is still shining through the window, just casting small blocks of light across the inside, this mess of books that have been toppled over and all these belongings from the various events of roughhousing that have happened in this cabin <laughs> that you've gotten here. Um, so and uh, so, if, if everyone wants, you can take a long rest. Yeah. Yes, I do please. want Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think Ben was animatedly retelling everyone the story of what they'd just done, killing the dragon, and exaggerating details and misremembering stuff and misremembering uh, that it was a dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the it was seventy feet tall. And freaking Bree is climbing into her regular pile of books that she's been nesting in uh, and just burying herself back into that that same sort of stack, kind of covering covering herself back up to drown out the sound of uh, uh, Ben's story. <laughs> um, I guess Beignet's holding a uh, the massive wolf, silver wolf skull, right? Yeah, that was the belt buckle. Uh, Valen, is, is this magic? He's just kind of holding it like in the moonlight. Not not now, Benjamin. Uh, I really could use some rest. Uh, I'll, I'll see to it in the morning. Uh Okay. You, Are you should sh- you should get some rest yourself as well. It, it's it's been a long, long two days for the two of us. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, um. Uh, I, I think I. Yeah. Sure. I'll. Uh. I'll just. I'll just lie down and go to sleep. Okay. And Ben like lies flat, like stiff as a board. Got his eyes clenched shut, and it's just like not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Think like he's sh- uh, shuffling around a lot. Whoever is near him would probably be pretty annoyed. Huh? Yeah and drifts off eventually. So as everybody drifts off, I think, to the sound of this sort of low crackling fire and also the sound muted outside of a little work song that Fido is singing uh, Mm -hmm. as you hear him clacking away at the caravan. Pretty soon, the light doesn't change too much when you wake up. It's not a whole lot brighter in here, as you do see some light coming through the cracks, not just through the window, but in the cracks in the wood itself. And you wake up to see Diglin is already up and out, and you can see in the corner, sort of close to the door, uh, Shire is under her blanket yeah. asleep. Yeah, and I think Rowan would, would be sitting... Wherever he uh, led down to rest, he'd be sitting up and just kind of sort of looking over at Shair and just kind of musing quietly. You made it back, Shair? She kind of like stirs at that and, and sits up. Yes, I had a, a wonderful sleep. Thank you so much for allowing me to stay here. But boy, is it crowded in here. Hey. Yeah, isn't it just? Bree, having not said anything to Shair at this point, is kind of shuffling out of the books uh, and gets up stretches and like walks past her on this line. You know, if she was standing up, it would be very much like the shoulder bump into her, uh, but just kind of gives her a look on the way uh, out to the door uh, to the frost giant corpse. And yeah, Shair kind of reading the room, just quietly bundles up her things. Yeah, just sort of busies herself with the sort of few belongings that she has. Yeah, Valen just takes a bit of time to um, read through the spell book, do a quick little divination for the day, usual mm-hmm. routine. 
So, Shair, uh, now that you're all rested up, uh, you mind refreshing me on, on how exactly you got into this fort? Well, into the forest itself was just with, with you all, but, uh, and, and I do thank you again for that, uh, escaping that mm. man was sort of on the, on the top of my mind. It didn't really matter where I went as long as it wasn't mm. wherever he wanted me to go. Yeah, all, all right. Let, let me re-ask this question then. Uh, what exactly is your history with that man? I don't know that man. Where'd you go last night? Uh, I just wanted to step out and get some air. Have a look around. Okay. I've heard so many stories of this forest, and, well, it was uh, it, something entirely else when you see it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot here to uh, to take in, and uh, definitely changes some perspectives, doesn't it? So you didn't go out too far in the forest, I assume. Uh, I mean, you're, you're back again, so you couldn't have gone out of sight. Well... I'll admit I, I overheard talk of the ropes and I got curious, so I did. I, I took a rope and went in just to see what it was like. And the uh, the full moon last night, that didn't have anything to do with it, did it? Uh, no. I'm going to do an insight and um, <laughs> see if that's the truth. Okay. <laughs> I, I like to imagine Rowan slowly just like attaching a lie detector, just like getting her pulse, <laughs> just like clipping the thing on the finger. Okay, and you're just <laughs> sitting back with a notepad. <laughs> We're just going to open up this uh, scroll of Zona Truth here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't yeah. mind as I read this off. I got 25. 25? <laughs> <laughs> Casual. So she is lying, and you mm -hmm. can see that she was prepared she stiffens up in a little bit of it, but she doesn't show it in her face or anything, but you can tell that she has been waiting for this question mm -hmm. from you. And she doesn't uh, doesn't give me much of an answer? Oh, yeah, well, that's right. She did. Yeah, she, she did say no, but, she, uh, but, but you can tell that she's been waiting for you to ask mm. this. Well, that's, that's just wonderful. Now, how about uh, you forget what you've practiced and, and give me a different, uh, maybe more truthful answer as to what exactly is going on. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to threaten you, uh, Shair, uh, you know, we've just, well, my friends and I, we've had, uh, quite a, quite a trip these last few days, and, uh, I'd like to cut down on the number of variables that we've got floating around us, and as you can see, we're a weird lot, and, uh, we, we've all got our quirks, but, uh, you're welcome among us, as long as, well, as long as you're a little more forthcoming than what you've been. Okay, uh, make a... Either, you can do persuasion or intimidation. No, persuasion for sure. Uh, <laughs> although I don't really have either of those. Oh, that's not too bad. Uh, 21. She opens her mouth at first to sort of protest. Uh, I can't be completely honest with you. Oh? But I can tell you something. Uh, I've been thinking about it. I am here for a reason. But if I tell you what it is, I am afraid it won't happen because of where we are. Oh. I I hope you do believe that I don't mean you any harm and that I don't expect any harm to come of you because of me, but I can't elaborate on that because I'm I am so afraid that if I do, it's going to ruin all the work that I've done. What I'm reading from her this seems above board. Now she's she's pleading with you. Hmm. Well, Shahir, I think uh <laughs> I think that might just be the right answer. Not the answer I'm hoping for, but I think uh, I think it's one I can respect. So like I said, when you first joined us, uh, you're welcome, and uh, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. 
but uh, please don't don't disappoint. And I'll uh, I'll get up and um, and head out into the morning. Yeah, and she sort of pretends to go back to what she's doing, but she's mostly just you can like her mind is racing over in the mm-hmm. corner as she's sort of like bundling and rebundling this yeah. these few things that she has. Just before I step out, I'll turn back and be like, oh, uh, uh, one more thing. Um, uh, Yura makes a, a real good breakfast, so you're not going to want to be late for that. And I'll, I'll leave the rest of the way. You step outside and, uh, yeah, uh, very predictably, Yuri is starting up a fire outside outside the cabin. Things are pretty quiet out here. Again, like the no real wind or anything, just this strange, ominous creak of the trees all around you. There's nothing actually in the weather that seems to be moving them, just that they tend to move. It looks like it's dusk, even though you know that it is the daytime as you step out in front of the cabin. Well, Benjamin, uh, I would be happy to have a look at that uh, skull of yours now, if that's all right with you. Ben was sleeping good, and as Valen shakes him away, you'd see that uh, there's like a ton of feathers in like his bed. Like they've fallen off his body, and it's like just a mess. <laughs> and uh, as he kind of wakes up and like groggily opening his eyes, you'll see where his um, he had that white streak in his hair. The hair has fallen out, and there's like kind of, you know, bald skin there. But it, you see that there's like down feathers, like like a, a baby bird, kind of feathers sticking up uh, out of the, the bald spot. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And he like grabs the silver skull and hands it to you. Did you sleep well, Benjamin? Yeah, yeah. No dreams. That must be a relief for once. Yeah, sometimes dreams are nice. <laughs> it's also true. You run along to breakfast, and I'll, um, I'll, I'll be right behind you. Okay. And yeah, he just gets up and kind of pulls on his breeches and throws his coat on over his uh, undershirt, and I think he smells it and uh, grimaces and goes outside. <laughs> uh, it, if I see that that grimace at the at the smell, um, uh, is that uh, a bit bit fausty? It's, it's like it smells like mold. Just just leave that with me. Um, it, it'll only take a few minutes. And I'll start running my hand over it, casting prestidigitation and removing any dirt. And Okay, I think Ben would have to wait because it's cold out. Wait for your dry cleaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just sitting there with his ticket. <laughs> yeah, many of you would have seen Valen do this to his own clothing every every few days. Uh, yeah, and when I pass it back to you, it should smell perfectly clean. Doesn't repair any of the like the worn sections or anything that are like wearing out over time but it is mm-hmm. uh, free of dirt excellent I'm, I'm curious in, yeah. in terms of smelling perfectly clean is it like it just no longer smells bad or are you like injecting like a little lavender in there I could also do lav- that I could also add a little smell but the smell would only last six seconds oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh just the hint of a spring meadow <laughs> and yeah uh, when I've got a chance I'd love to cast uh, identify as a ritual on that skull okay I also think, didn't the skull, the skull wasn't a belt buckle, it came off the clasp on his cloak? It was the yes. pauldron. He had it? pauldrons on, but the wolf was holding uh, his cloak clothes. Okay. Like a silver wolf skull. On uh, Ben, it would be more of a like, pauldron or a like even like a shield, like a buckler. Badass. Uh, so that's uh, 10 minutes. Uh, what, what's everybody else doing? Eating breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just staring at this giant corpse and chuckling every now and then. I'm deboning the giant corpse. Okay. Well, maybe I'm not chuckling, Ben. <laughs> I think Ben would be interrogating everybody. Like, oh, like, b- between mouthfuls of food, just like, Skara, how long? You've never, I've never seen you do lightning magic before. Where did you, 
Where did you learn that? And just like the mouthful of what, is, what are we eating, gruel? <laughs> it's what it's are porridge. We eating? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost always like some sort of porridge or like little bits of salted meat, whatever sort of left on the side of the caravan. He never touches what Bree brings. <laughs> it's giant <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> yeah. He, no, he, he, is, he is aware. I feel like you offer it to him all the time. And he's like, no, we can just, that's a standing no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no sentient creatures for breakfast, please. I, I I learned it from my from my grandmother, but um, it's tough to channel that much magic. It you have to draw it through you. It makes you tired. Yeah. Yeah, my magic makes me tired too. I think. Nom 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 nom. Kara <laughs> <laughs> Kara stops talking when uh, Ben gets distracted with food. <laughs> <laughs> so your identify goes off, Valen. That uh, the the clasp is not magic. Very good. I'll I'll join everyone at breakfast. You've got a, a, a beautiful piece of artwork here, Ben, but uh, unfortunately, uh, no inherent magic uh, within it. Okay, it's just cool. It's just, just cool very again. cool. <laughs> All right. And Ben puts it down, uh, like, I guess, on the next to the log he's sitting on. And... Yeah. Um, Rowan, ha- have you still yeah. got that uh, key that you procured on you? Oh, I sure do. Yeah. Um, I, it would still be in the cabin, so... Uh... Well, yeah, let me, uh, let me just grab that out of the cabin. W- one second. And I'll uh, long stride my way over into and, and grab that and come yeah, back Yeah, I'll out. just like absentmindedly pick at some of the, the salted meat while I'm waiting. So you go back inside, you get the key. It's about the size of a short sword. When you pick it up, it does shrink down to fit in your hand. Oh, well, that's uh, curious. The metal itself kind of like creaking and, and folding in on itself as you pick it up. Hmm. And uh, yeah, you bring it back out, Valen. Yeah, you see this... Uh, this now smaller key, the sort of metal spike sticking off the edge of it, made of this yeah. sort of cruel, dark iron. I already knew this would be interesting. Um, uh, yeah. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll have a look at it. Oh, by all means. By all means, Vayne. Another ten minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is uh, uh, is Shair out for breakfast yet? Uh, she for... is not. I'll just call out, uh, Shair, now I told you about breakfast. Get out here and have some breakfast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I won't pursue beyond that. Is uh is Star at dinner or is he like hungover sleeping it off in the? <laughs> All right. Super hungover sleeping it off. Still sitting in the chair. Okay. Uh yeah. Waiting. <laughs> yeah. After the after the fight, he uh he basically just went in and collapsed in the chair next to the uh, fire. Slept through the conversation and is still asleep. I think. Probably the rest of the family is is is, is half passed out too, except for maybe the responsible one. I think I think all of them are because I mean, <laughs> Sky was definitely loaded. Light, I think, is nursing like a black yeah, eye I... <laughs> from trying to break up the fight. <laughs> I, I think Ben, like in that, uh, like he he wipes wipes the gruel off his mouth and goes and uh, kind of shakes Star. <laughs> good, good morning, <laughs> Star. Benjamin, what's oh. So, what, what do you? Uh, I was wondering if um, are we gonna be doing training? Uh, oh, yeah. Star like leans forward and like <laughs>, coughs and spits, like just like. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, of course, Benjamin. Uh, just uh, maybe maybe uh, go fetch me some of the coffee first. Uh, okay. And Ben is kind of like a little bit hesitant, and then yeah, goes and asks cof- uh, Yuri for coffee. Yeah, you feel like a scratch at your calf as you move by too, and you see Dust like has his arm just over his eyes, and is just reaching out toward you, and is like, "Yes, I'll take one of those as well." Oh, 
two coffees. Okay. And then um, you just hear like three from behind some books. <laughs> three. And uh, okay. and light is like and some ice. Uh, I'll have to do. I guess I'll have to do two trips because I think if I bring ice with the um, the, co- the ice might melt or the coffee will get. They're all waving cold. at you like yes yes that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just. And Ben is kind of walking out and he's like, "What if you put ice in your coffee? That could be a refreshing." Tri-. And like muttering as he. Yeah, comes back with three cups of coffee and then goes get some more ice and then like squats down and is like, kind of yeah. By that bouncing. point, but by that point, Star has like gotten up out of the chair and was like doing like a big cat stretch on the ground. Stands up and stretches his back out and then like walks over and like rolls dust over and picks the sword up from under him and then like walks outside. <laughs> yeah, I think Ben grabs his uh the mace of Salune and uh, his shield. Yeah, as soon as... Uh, for some mortal combat. Yeah. So the Star, like, sort of, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Star sort of, like, pounds the pounds the coffee on the way out and then uh, puts the puts the coffee down and then uh, steps out and then is immediately struck by the cold but sort of, like, shakes it off, looks at Ben, and he's like, now, which uh, weapon are you going to... Are, are you going to pick? I should get... I should learn how to how to use this, right? Hmm. It's magical. And, like, he's... But Ben is, like, he's holding the, the, the mace all, like, Sloppily, kind of, but he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to ho- hoist it. Well, hmm, it's a little heavy for you. you. Just try to swing it. Is it a little bit heavy for you? No, it's heavy, but that's how you. I mean, I gotta, I gotta train with it to get strong, right? It's or, true. Or I mean, we could, we could train with like. Do you have practice swords? I know. Um, my mom used to train me with practice sword. Then you're going to be. Um, I'm going to train you like a tabaxi would train. And uh, for that, uh, you need a little bit more of an, of an uh, elegant. I'm more used to an elegant weapon. So how about you use this? And he Star takes his uh, short sword off and gives it to him. And then okay. uh, he's like, don't worry, many of the principles are the same, I think. Uh, <laughs> and then he, he draws like a big circle about two meters in diameter in the ground. And then inside draws like a smaller circle. Mm-hmm. Now, this path... In the middle, this is the tabaxi zone. This is where we are always pacing, always pacing around in a circle. Okay, movement. Always yeah. always be moving. Always be moving. Now, the second thing, how how many rolls can you do? How many uh, cartwheels, flips, you know, those kind of things? <laughs> I mean, as many as I can, I can do, a, I can cartwheel. Can I see and, one? Um, ben puts the sword and the shield down. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me demonstrate. And he pulls out like his rapier and his dagger, does like a perfect no hands cartwheel, and then like comes up. If if I can, ready. Rowan will be watching from breakfast, and he'll sort of nudge Kara and be like, "Oh, you might uh, just just pocket a, a healing spell, there, would you?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Ben uh, is gonna try to do a cartwheel with the sh- the shield and the sword. <laughs> I mean, if you want to roll acrobatics, you can, or you can just say how that would go. <laughs> Ben's, uh, he's, he's, he's trained with his shield and like movement, but not with a weapon. So I think throwing it to an acrobatics uh, feels kind of right. Yeah. That is a 10. That sounds uh, like probably not stabbing yourself. Yeah. yeah. Feels like not stabbing yourself, but maybe like kind of, he, he goes with the sword first and like to get that planted on the ground, like with a fist. And then when he brings the shield over it, he, he he comes over, but he doesn't land on his feet and kind of does one of those heavy, you know, where you hit 
you hit on your hip and <laughs> like you come yeah. down a little heavy, you, you, you definitely went over. Um, I imagine kind of a cartwheel where like you put the sword down and the shield on top of it and then the shield keeps like takes the sword out of your hand and you come up without a sword. And what a okay. shield. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to see that we're going to have to modify uh, the normal and ben picks training. Up, he picks up the, uh, the sword and he just tries again and does the exact <laughs> yeah. same thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe we should change the order, but maybe this is uh, missing the trees for the forest. Um, mm. Okay, it's okay. Pass me the sword back. I, I think we can uh, make the make the mace work. And then uh, Star is going to just sort of teach Ben the basics, which is basically what he calls the path of the mysterious circle, which is his own style of fighting, is keeping at least some distance from the enemy and like liquid strikes, liquid strikes, Ben, liquid strikes. And then like <laughs> moving in, dancing, striking, and then, and then darting back. And he's like, come on, just ben try one on me. I think Ben is like struggling. And then eventually he drops his shield. He throws his shield off kind of in frustration. It takes the mace in two hands mm-hmm. and is, uh, yeah, not very good, but he's <laughs> eager. He's tripping over his own feet a fair bit. Yeah. It's okay. No, no worries about this. This is all this, this takes, Years of practice. Years of practice. This is why we're doing this, right? This is what training is. Yes, I, I, I know we are. Training is, is the fire and we are the steel. Uh, yes, that's very good. I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> that's my mom always, that was, um, she always said it. Oh. And Ben is just like squared up. Yeah, really trying to copy your uh, your movement. Yep. Start at that, like start like, like stands in a line. And then he's like, where is Dust actually? I thought Dust also wanted to partake. Yeah, you can see Dust in the window with the coffee in his hand, just glaring at the two of you. <laughs> yeah, Star like waves it, waves at him to wave wave him over. Yeah, and he yeah runs out the door, and the sun well like the sort of dusk light hits his face, and he just like puts his hand up over it, and he's like, "Oh no, okay, you dreamed of this." And he like throws down the coffee and picks up the axe and just like screams, and then starts running towards you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start is like taken aback at first and sort of like steps back in, in shock and then watches dust. And then it's got to be super clumsy. Oh, so yeah, he's basically like he... going to just <laughs> very easily step out of the way, stick his foot out, trip him over and then grab his grab the back of his shirt as he trips forward. Yeah. And you, you yeah. sort of bring him up and he like has his eyes closed and he's like half asleep now. He's basically fainted. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to put this one back to bed. <laughs> and then uh, he's good. It, yeah, start just walks him back in drops dust back on the floor where he was next to the fire, comes back out and then forms up in a line with Ben and then just starts to say like, okay, drills, one, two, three, and then like strikes. Okay. In the background and then that'll... all this finesse training, you can just see that like Bree has broken off the lower leg of this giant and is just like slamming it on the ground like a big club. And it's like, <laughs> mm, no, and then starts working on like the upper femur of the leg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just, it is a it's a little it's a tough breakfast for everybody. <laughs> just a little backdrop of absolute horror. Yeah. <laughs> Yuri's like looking over and seeing Star like brandishing weapons at Ben and he's like, Oh, I don't know if I should be looking at this, and then looks around and sees like Bree crack a bone over her knee and he's like, I'm gonna do some inventory and he starts making his way back over to the caravan. Um uh, I guess uh, the identify would finish about now. And I would look up at Rowan. It seems that what we have here, uh, despite its appearance, uh, is something of a battering ram. A battering ram? This device um, possesses the incredible ability to 
destroy any uh, locks that it is uh, branded upon, oh. but at the cost of an enormous noise that uh, will alert everyone within a fair distance uh, of our pres- presence. Oh, and if any we are willing to use all of its abilities, um, it uh, can also destroy a magical lock. Yeah, and he'll sort of kind of lean forward a little bit more. Maybe uh, maybe he's sort of sitting with his breakfast on his knees or something. He'll kind of like lean over and put his elbows sort of either side of his breakfast plate. So magic lock, like this will open pretty much anything locked is what you're saying. Just a, a big old noise. Yes, and while in possession of this key, its wielder also has the ability to um, channel any lightning directed towards them uh, into their next attack. That's nice, too. That's great. But now if we had, a, say, a big old magic door that, uh, you know, say a, a whole bunch of darklings were, were trying to open that door, but they couldn't quite uh, manage it. Seems it could be capable of that, yes. Valen, there's something I've been thinking about. What's that? Now, I, I, I've been sort of going over in my mind uh, sort of the, the routes that we took <laughs> through that cave, thinking about that room. You know, the one at the end, uh, the, the one we climbed up out of... You know, and then earlier I chatted with Shair, and, and that also kind of triggered some thoughts on secrets and, you know, wanting something real bad. And, and so bad you don't even really want to talk about it in case you, you know, in case you jinx it or something. But uh, what, what do you know about Savers, Valen? What, what do you know about uh, about the, the, the being Savers? What do I yeah. know about Savers, Mike? I won't even make you roll about Savers because Savers is the god of divination. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Mistra had several lesser, like slightly lesser gods that helped her uh, govern over the rules of magic. And so a lot of different schools of magic have a god associated with them. Savras is the god of, of the divinatory school. I think when you were sort of researching about the War of the Weave just a few days ago, looking through the books, another one of her sort of cohorts was Azuth, named for the Council of Azuth. We're, we're one of the sort of sides of the War of the Weave and one that, that still exists now, the ones that track people down and lock up powerful magic users when they abuse their power. A big reason for this is because a lot of people who worshipped Savras became extremely powerful scryers and were able to swing the tides of battle quite significantly for whoever sort of curried their favor. And... That is actually why most kingdoms still have a divination wizard in the service of their leaders. Fairly familiar. It is uh, uh, thanks to her boons that uh, most of my training is is possible. Then in that case, you're probably quite familiar with his symbol, right? I mean, that eye, but... I've, I've uh, seen a couple different versions of it, yes, but uh, yeah, well, primarily, yes, an eye. Well... I've been thinking about that room, and you remember the way the two rivers came down through it. I just keep going over in my in my mind's eye, I guess. And, and, and you know, the way the stone was in the middle. And I'll uh, I'll root through my, my bandolier and take out uh, some scrap paper and uh, a little bit of, of charcoal that I keep, and I'll just start sketching out as I'm telling him, yeah, so those two rivers kind of came through the room like this, and you had the sort of stones in the middle over here, and then you had the, the doorway. Huh. We, we climbed I, up I, through I the top. I see what you're saying. I, 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 yeah. I see it. it. It It looks as if were made into the shape of an eye looking from above. That's right. And now what we're looking for, well, what Yuri's looking for, and, and by extension us, is a, a tool that helps sway the course of battle. And, uh, uh, a, a divining 
uh, uh, divine object. tool. Yes. That's right. And, and, and Savras was an apprentice mm. of Mistra. Yeah, I think so you're it picking up what I'm putting perhaps down. Perhaps for there to be something of, of Savras's within the Temple of Mistra. Mm. Do you remember do you that think big old the door? Star Dance Gate is is what we're looking for. I think so. I mean, maybe not the gate itself, mind you, but but maybe something on the other What's side of that gate, beyond it. Yeah, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but I think this is this is further proof. And uh, and my my hand is absentmindedly it's going up around Teak, and I kind of trail off for a second. Anyone paying close attention can kind of see I sort of change my mind. And well, and yeah, I, you know, I just think maybe something behind that door might be might be beneficial to uh, uh, that's what the, we're doing. That, that's very exciting. Um, is it is it worth the, the danger? Uh, that chamber was crawling with Lilia's yeah. servants, and we yeah, also what for them, nearly man. happened to Kara. I, I'm not sure if we're all ready to. Uh, it would be a, sh- a shame to miss this opportunity. Hmm. But maybe if we, uh, if we bolstered our ranks a little, you know, maybe if we, we talked to that legionnaire, and, uh, maybe if we, uh, I don't know, um, maybe even Jaren, I, I... I worry that if we use this key to bargain with the chained legionnaire, we'll need to use it to free him, and then we will no longer have its abilities to open mm. the gate. Well, how much does it have charges? I mean, you, you've identified it. Is it, it one of those situations? It has three charges, and all three must be used to, to destroy a magical lock. Oh, well, that's a pickle indeed. And, Mike, I didn't I didn't see any recharge ability on the key, right? Uh, there is a recharge ability. Oh, well, uh, yes, there there Solar is. Panel? It should have been on there, but Solar it's not. Panel. It's uh, it, it, it needs to be struck by lightning. All right. That changes my opinions of this device. Mm. We had some sort so of light no way... breathing lizard in our party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or lightning firing halfling. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you don't think there's any way to recharge it? That's what you're saying. Sorry, I've missed something. <laughs> oh, well, that's great news. That's great. <laughs> so we could, we could perhaps recruit the chain legionnaire and and then revisit the gate. Kara, mm. uh, how how would you feel about returning to those halls? I'm concerned we don't know enough about Lilia's abilities. I'd like to do some more um, investigating first, perhaps checking what Jaren's capable of doing. But we, we certainly can't leave Lily alone. No, that, that doesn't seem to be an option. But perhaps you're right. Perhaps a little more time spent learning of her abilities, her organization. I'm not sure I wanted to mention it, but this forest has some very unusual trees I'm, I'm concerned that Diglin may not be able to get us out of here quite as quickly as um, we hope. Is there something else you know that Diglin has not shared with us? I'm just a little uneasy. I'd like to maybe have a bit of a, a conversation with, with the trees here and, and see um, if they're able to tell us anything else. Does, does anyone have any questions they'd be interested in asking them? <laughs> huh. Rowan? No. Oh, I mean, we've, we've chatted, but I mean, we haven't really... You know, they're they're a small talk bunch. Uh, you know, Kara, if you think you've got uh, if you, if you've got a more direct uh, agenda, I say by all means. I'd like to know if they actually move, or if if there's some kind of illusion at play. If they change places, or mm. I mean, we could also uh, interrogate the creator of the forest, or at least the the spell enchanting the forest. If we visit Fezric again this morning, as we promised we would. We could hopefully, perhaps, speak with his mother. Well, you did promise, didn't you? Uh, yes, uh, I don't. I, I I understand everyone's reluctance, but I 
I really didn't get the sense that he meant us any harm. I mean... He just seems lonely. Yeah. Harm, being trapped in the woods for thousands of years. They might not really, strictly speaking, be defined in the same way. Yeah, yes, yeah. He, loneliness he, can, can make you a bit desperate, that's for sure. He might hope to keep us around. That's certainly uh, a danger to be aware of. And then, of course, uh, you know, this Fezrick's mother is definitely a wild card. You, you, you guys didn't even, you, you didn't meet her, did you? No. No, she wouldn't speak to us because uh, yeah. we were not all forthcoming. Mm. Uh, go ahead and, and uh, ask your questions of the trees, Kara, perhaps. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll know more. I have a, a spell, Speak with Plants, that I would like to use. Okay. Um, let me read it out to you so that... Uh, so, you imbue plants within 30 feet of you with limited sentience and animation, giving them the ability to communicate with you and follow simple commands. You can question the plants in that area uh, about relatively recent events. Um, that's like within the past day or so. You can also turn difficult terrain caused by plant growth into ordinary terrain, or you can do the opposite. They might be able to perform other tasks um, up to your discretion, uh, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you? Who are you looking for? <laughs> I'd like to get myself a rope and tie myself off before I go over to the edge of the clearing close to where the giant emerged from the trees, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, cast the spell on the trees. Uh, all the trees within like a 30-foot radius. Okay. You'd be able to get easily like three or four of the trees. Hey, what's Kara doing? <laughs> <laughs> and comes running over. Uh, and Kara, you also see as you're making your way in that direction that there is another rope tied off to the wall, making its way into the forest. We're diggling at. Hmm. Uh, I look uh, but around. yeah, I mean, Star and Ben and uh, and Bree, you would all see Kara making her way towards the towards the trees too. Does it look look like Shair is anywhere nearby? Uh, Shair hasn't come out of the cabin. Okay. Everybody sees Kara kneel down on the ground and uh, sort of mumble under her breath for a moment, and all the trees nearby shake out their branches a little bit and lean lean in maybe a little. So they they creak forward, and you hear uh, a couple of voices. It did. I saw it. It was walking. And now it's just sitting there. <laughs> and the other one is like, no, no. That cabin has been here for as long as I remember. <laughs> and then the fourth one is like, what are you talking about? Because it's behind the other three. <laughs> in the, in the forest. And the fourth one sort of looks, or not looks, but shakes a little bit and creaks towards you a little bit, Kara, and says, oh, thank you for the voice. We've been arguing forever, but our way takes much longer. Oh, oh you're, you're welcome. Um, I was just hoping that maybe we could have a little bit of a conversation. I wanted to ask, your forest is quite different than other forests I've visited. Do you stay in the same place? Oh, yes. We never leave our posts. We are here to guard. Y your guards? Yes, we guard each other, all the rest in harmony. Should one of us leave, the winds would whip through and topple another. We are the forward guard of the forest. It sounds that sounds very responsible of you. So you don't ever change places then? Oh no. We are the forward guard of the forest. Should one of us move, the winds would whip through and topple another. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of a Fezric? Fezric. No. Okay. Have you noticed any destructive creatures recently? Oh, yes. 
many. Could, could you tell me about them? Mm-hmm. One of them flies. It can pick up our brethren and carry them away, which for non-trees is quite a feat. We have a large spider who lives and crawls among us and picks off many of the smaller animals. This fellow, who it looks like is dead, and one of the other ones is like, no, 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 that can't be. He's just asleep. And then the fourth one is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> a spider, you said? Yes. Sometimes it comes to the clearing and sits under the moonlight. It is quite a sight. It likes the moonlight. Well, I don't know if it likes it. I have not asked, but it does come here and sit under the moonlight. And the fourth one is like, I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, have you heard of a, a magic user by the name of Gelra? Oh, Gelra, yes. Ah, heard of is funny, but know of is true. And what do you know of her? She made it difficult for people to move through us. Indeed she did. We have given people directions before. They ask us which way they should go, and we tell them, and then we never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> that that could be either good or bad. I mean, if they'd gotten where they wanted to be, that you probably would not see them again. That is if, right. If, if you had seen them again, that would mean they're walking in circles. Or grateful. Also <laughs> true. Does Gelra, do you think of her as an ally or as a danger? Well, what is the wind? She is like the wind. Hmm. She is just there, and she affects us all. But I don't know if she knows she does. And you can't remember a time before Gelra? Oh, yes. There was a time before Gelra. And oh. how have things changed? Well, I think things are foggier, and the dangers are greater. Hmm. But that was long ago. This may be the way in the rest of the world as well. No, it certainly seems unique to this to this forest. Um, you, you've got yourselves a very unique home. I'm sorry, I, I can't I can't make your voices last much longer. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Was that cabin here all along, or <laughs> did it crawl in here? <laughs> <laughs> Rowan let chuckles at that. Well, the cabin walks, scrambles, runs, and the two who were arguing are like start swaying back and forth. Oh, yes, I knew it. I knew it. I saw it the whole time. And the fourth one is like, move a little more. I want to see, please. <laughs> Describe to me the clearing. Are there rocks? Are they nice? <laughs> Thank you for your time. Of course. Thank you for saving us many years of discussion about the cabin. <laughs> if I use prestidigitation to create a small mirror. Would someone be able to see using the mirror? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you start I, bouncing spells off this later, I'm going to be pissed. But no. yeah. <laughs> I, if, if I use prestidigitation to create an object, it dis disappears after six seconds. Okay. Yeah. No, they'd uh, be able to. So I was like, um, this, just uh, take a look over <laughs> here. And I'll create a small mirror for that fourth tree and try to show him the, the cabin. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and it like is leaning while these other two are leaning back and forth in like celebration and anger and he says oh it's beautiful and then the magic fades from all of them <laughs> <laughs> oh. and they they slowly just stop 
swaying back and forth as the momentum wades out. I guess I guess they can like have rearranged their limbs and be in different leaning positions now if they want. Yeah, it just it just takes forever. <laughs> They're sort of stuck in a in a strange crook. They didn't know as much as maybe I hoped they would know, but, well, at least they're not hostile. Yes, it, it certainly seems to, to, to be the magical effects that have been put in place and, and not the actual trees themselves, which, which means there is a way around it. It doesn't really help with deciding what we should do, though. Perhaps we should put it to a vote. Sounds reasonable. Uh, so as you sort of start to make your way back towards the sort of central fire to have a vote through the trees, the rope starts to jiggle a little bit. And then Diglin walks out of the forest, sort of bunching up the rope around her arms. And in one hand, she has three of these like huge hairs and makes her way back towards everyone. She says, oh, everyone's up. That's good. Uh, we got a fair bit to talk about today. You have some ideas for what we should do? Well, I was hoping you did. <laughs> we have... Lots of ideas. Well, that's good. We can narrow them down as we go. And she sort of makes her way over. She tosses two hairs next to the fire, then makes her way into the cabin. How did you hunt those hairs? You never know what you're going to find, really, as long as you're not looking for them. You go in looking for something that's very much not a hair. Sometimes you find a hair. But didn't but didn't you want to hunt? I was actually, well, I can't tell you what I was trying to do, because I need you to do it later. <laughs> and then she <laughs> walks inside with the other hair. Star just like this looks at looks at looks at anybody else who heard that exchange, yeah. like to make yeah. sure that yeah, he yeah. didn't hear it by himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, Finn is just like smiling. It's just like magic is so weird. <laughs> Bria is picking up her rabbit, giving it a little slap, and being like, "Pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll go into the cabin. Uh, yeah, so you see Diglin over by her bed. She has like sort of a little bowl that she's dragged out and is washing the blood off of her hands. And as you come in the door, she just says, so this place is nice and all, but at some point we're going to have to leave and deal with this Lilia situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Seems mm-hmm. like you got a pretty good look at somewhere she was staying. Any uh, Any idea if we could use that against her? Uh, Shair is here too, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, kind of keeping her in my peripheral. So if you if you're watching her with your twenty twenty six passive yeah. perception, yeah, she has one of the hairs. Diglin okay. has tossed it to her. Okay. I have a twenty one passive insight too. So if she starts to get crooked, let me know. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> she's watching. She's watching all of you. She's really really uncomfortable. I don't know if we know as much as we'd like about where Lilia was staying. We, we we know it was a temple to Mistra. We believe there may also be um, some connection to Savras uh, uh, deeper within, near the, the locked door. But I, I don't think I, any of us really learned that much about the temple itself or, or how we might use it against her, other than understanding that, that strange room with the, the, the laser beams and the spell bounces mm. and whatnot. Yeah, well, there's sure to be more traps if it's a temple to Mistra, and that is actually pretty good information because now that is the second time that we've tracked her to one of those mm. probably not a coincidence it's not like they're just sticking no. up all over the place if we she must if, want something for Mr. Mistra do you know where other ones are no well this is the only one I'd ever seen was the first time we ran into her and it seemed like she was using it as a recruiting ground or something for mm-hmm. other 
hags. But uh, I always assumed it was just because she was looking for magic items. I mean, that's what hags are all about. They want to find and use magic in, against people, try to change items, curse them, leave them out for unwary travelers to find. If we know where her and her so, kind are nesting, we can hunt them there. We have upper hand for once. They cannot find us here. It's true. But my vote is to take this uh, pointy thing and drive it to her chest. Yeah, I think we've all got a couple of things we would like to bring closer to Lilia's throat. Mm. Now, Lilia, uh, <laughs> Lilia knows we're here. Um, she's not... Uh, she may not be able to get to us physically, but she knows we're here, and she knows where, you know, she knows we're in the clearing, too. How does she know that? Well, I suspect it's this stone. I don't want to take it out of my pocket right now, for, for obvious reason, but I suspect it's this stone. I thought you threw that away. Yeah, well, I did. Uh, twice, actually, but, uh, well, here it is. So, there's that. That doesn't sound very good. It's usually not good when... You know, things you throw away just stay with you. Hmm. Do you think the forest's spell would work on it? If you were to discard the stone into the forest, perhaps it could not find its way back to you. Uh, you know, frankly, it doesn't hurt to try right now, does it? Uh, oh, mm. On the other... Yeah, Ben has just been, like, squat down, really listening. And when you say that, he goes, like, um... So, if Lilia can look at us with it, can we look back? That would require magic beyond my capability. Well, do you I mean, okay, let's throw it in the forest. <laughs> mm, I agree with Benjamin. It is, you, you are right, Ben. You would be able to look back through it, but the uh, process, and she kind of taps her bandages, is uh, less than desirable. Right. You have to give up quite a bit to have that mm. vision. Seeing through a hag's eyes is not uh, something that I would wish upon anybody. It's uh, It's a pretty horrible experience knowing that they're there and knowing that you know they know you know it's kind of an endless terrifying cycle is that what happened to you Kara? no i maybe it all seems gone now but i I was seeing things but some of the things i was seeing i thought were lilia but was actually the caravan you could see through the stone through my eyes when i was turning into turning into something probably a hag right you could see through lilia's eyes Maybe. Can you do it now? I don't think so. I It was sort of happening at random. I I didn't feel like I had any control over it. I could see the trees. I could see the trees shaking and where you were coming to get us. You saw through the stone. That is interesting. Do you still have the dust blood that you picked up? Yeah, and uh, and when we had uh, we had dust do a bit of research on it as well. We we never did get those results, by the way. Yeah, Valen, if you don't have it, then maybe I do in one of my pockets here. And I'll start uh, patting myself down, and I'll pull out a little stoppered bottle. Do you mind if I take it? I'd like to do a bit of experimentation with it. Please do. The heebie-jeebies for sure. I would warn you, if you're going to take it, that uh, while I was under the influence, I really wasn't scared of anything. I could tell things were different, but I didn't have any self-preservation or you know oh, I'm, I'm not gonna just drink it if that's what you're worried about I'm not gonna I, I just want to see if it's still active if it has some sort of connective properties to Lilia you could drink it if you wanted I could just I could get it out of you or not we don't we don't know how it would affect Diglin after well, all I don't need the sight I already have it right I would be not opposed to growing bigger claws uh, let's leave drinking it to a last ditch effort 
Uh, I don't think it'll be necessary. It's it's much easier to study something when it's not inside you. That's a good way to put it, Baylin. Yeah. Also, there are smaller creatures than you that have claws, and maybe it was changing me into something in between me and you, and then you'd actually shrink. Bree like stands up straight uh, at the fear of this thought. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we wanted to, if it's all right, to to move us along. Uh, decide what our next course of action was going to be. So perhaps we should lay all the options out on the table and have a bit of a discussion or a vote about what we should tackle first. Well, we are not yeah. in a rush to get to Jiren anymore. The giant should keep us fed for some time. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't want to eat giant. No, nor do I. But it's true that Bree does eat the most, and um, so it's good that Bree is fed. Right, okay, so I, I guess breakfast is decided for a little while. That's good. Excellent. Cross that off my list. Uh, uh, other things we are looking at. We need to strike out at Lilia. We now know where she is potentially living, that she is potentially studying this Stardance Gate. We have Jaren still sitting under the Aether Lock. Don't really know what he's up to. I'm sure I'm not happy about it. Who should we go after first. Well, I mean, it's possible if we get rid of Lilia that we don't have to worry about Jaren anymore. Yeah, that's true, but uh, I think either way, I, I think maybe having a little more help on our side might be good, and, uh, you know, if this was just a few days ago, I, I, it's wild to me that I'm, I'm even proposing this, but, but I think maybe that Chain Legionnaire is, is worthy of a, of a good chat. He certainly might know um, some interesting information about what's below the Aether Lock, given his interest in sending people there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, what if he wants to make us his slaves too? Like, and Ben kind of like points his thumb over his shoulder like to the Frost Giant's corpse out <laughs> in the yard. Um, well, Storm well, Giants... Then ben, we'll simply do what we did to that one. Well, Storm Giants are uh, quite a bit more formidable than Frost Giants, but uh, luckily uh, he appears to be under chains, um, so it may be possible to converse with him without direct threat. Hmm, yeah, I mean, we don't need to walk in, uh, you know, all half-cocked or whatever. We, we can scope it out as we go and make sure that those chains aren't some sort of, you know, magic-y figure of speech or something. You know, we can make sure he's actually stuck in place or something. Certainly, we should, we should approach with caution. Uh, on the much shorter term, I very much would like to uh, revisit uh, Fezric and uh, Galra. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Fezric. We, we did, Ben, uh, you and I, make a promise. Yeah. I forgot. Well, a lot has happened since then. <laughs> and Diglin kind of has her hand on her head now and is just rubbing it. And is like, right, I forgot. I forgot how many things were going to be on this list. <laughs> Breakfast and story time included. <laughs> and well, as as much as I would like to strike directly at Lilia, I, I think uh, a, a few of us are still concerned that we we do not as of yet possess the abilities to take her on as it were. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned too, but, but maybe some information from, from Fezric and his mystery mama and uh, some help from, uh, from a storm giant might be the right, right way to go. We do have to solve the problem of getting out of here eventually as well. So if you met the person who cursed this place, then uh, mm -hmm. that's a solid lead. So yeah. I won't argue if you need to go back and talk to them just don't die or or get stuck as a tree creature for the rest of time yeah if she tries to tear out your heart and plant it in a tree then uh, don't 
you know, let yeah, her. We'll, we'll put up the, uh, the appropriate resistance, I think, Diglin. I, you know, I don't imagine we'll sit back and, and willfully give up our hearts. I hope, I hope. Mm. Uh, I'm sure, sure you will. hope. <laughs> I would suggest perhaps that we bring ourselves a, uh, a second rope, just in case there is some sort of plan on their end to sever the rope that is in place uh, once we arrive. Oh, yeah, and, and just sort of hide the end somewhere inside of the... Uh, they're in a cabin, right? I just hide the end somewhere inside of that. Inside I mean, I that. don't think we need to hide we the can rope. Maintain uh, our uh, tether. We, we don't need to be, uh, in, in, I believe, embarrassed or ashamed or secretive about wishing to return. No, you're right. He uh, was really nice. You're right. I, I'm not also I'm doing very it weird. One does not preclude the other, Star. That's for sure. Well, if we're going to go see them, should we all go? Should perhaps the house go? He did say he wanted to meet others. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'd be more comfortable if we all did it together. I, you know, I think. And I, I think keeping the cottage here as a uh, a point of retreat is is not a, a bad idea. That's right. Unless our ropes get cut. Uh, I, for one, would vote for bringing the cottage with us, as uh, then there's no chance of anyone being lost for the rest of our lives. Well, the problem is, is that the cottage, which is a funny word for it, isn't especially gentle. Probably is not going to do a very good job of following a rope. Mm. And right, so we could just wander forever in the cottage and never find their clearing. The cottage will also not be able to find its way out on its own. We're going to have to lead it somehow. Why did we come here again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lilia couldn't find us. Uh, well, that does seem to have been effective since... And, Diglin, I, 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 I heard what you said, uh, uh, but you do seem to know how to get out. No, I know how <laughs> I got out. Okay, I'm going to lay this out. I know how I got out, but if I tell you, to me, the way I got out was pretty obvious. But if I tell you what it is, it's not going to work. So it takes that option off the table. Anytime I have an idea for how it might work, I bank it in my little room of ideas on how to get out of the forest. But... If I say them out loud, you can no longer discover those ideas and therefore not do them. Does that make so sense? So I shouldn't, I shouldn't tell anyone any of my ideas for how to get out? No, because if you do, then you're going to try to do it and it's not going to work. So <sighs> is the key not trying to do anything? Stop saying them out loud. You, you really, out. You're going to rule out a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> we I have a big advantage. Too. As long as we all stay together when we're trying to, or not trying to escape, then there are now nine possibilities for escape rather than just one if we all tried to come up with not coming up with it together. Do you see why I don't like talking about this? Oh, God. Are we going to take um, Sky and Dust and Light and Bido? Mm. To the cabin? Yeah. I mean, I'm staying here. I'm I'm not putting my family in danger or something. Okay. I was just worried that if we get lost, we'd never see them again but we'll be fine <laughs> I, will, be listen, I will say this the curse over the forest is to make you not be able to find something it's not to not allow you to leave that is a very big key to getting out of here shit <laughs> shouldn't have told us I've been trying not to tell you for so long <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's Shai you're doing with all of this information Shire is, is watching intently, and when Diglin is talking about not talking about the solutions, Shire is laughing. 
Yeah, it's okay. It's the first time you've seen her, like a moment of levity from her. Okay. Well, let us uh, get our supplies together then and go see Fezzery. He wanted books. I'm going to take a look at the dust blood and uh, I'll, I'll look after the others while they're here. Uh, yeah. Make sure that they don't go anywhere. Yes, Diglin, do you have any books that you no longer require? All of them. Okay, oh. uh, Dust. Dust was put to bed by Star, so he's been rolling over, sticking books up against his ears while you're talking. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, perhaps, uh, Dust, you could uh, point out the ones that seemed relevant to your research on the Dusk Blood. We'll leave those aside. Yeah, and he grumbles and sluggishly gets up and goes over and, like, tosses over a little pile and lays down on top of it. And he's like, all the others are good. Uh, very good. Um, maybe each of us carries a, a handful of books, and uh, Fezrik will be very, very pleased. I will prepare something so that he does not have to keep eating mushrooms all day. Um, and you can see Bree just takes like a, a bed sheet and goes out towards the giant. Oh, dear. Well, I'm not uh, going to lie. This is exciting. You're going to like him, Rowan. And Ben is kind of like looking through the, the books that everyone has gathered. And if there's any on like religion, anything about Sindor, he's going to try to snag those. Uh, yeah, you can do an investigation check. A six investigation. He would also be saying this to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you find a, a, this sort of amusing almost journal that somebody seems to have, have published at some point, but it's just kind of uh, thoughts and opinions about the just different gods. a collection gods. of dirty limericks. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking for fiction. I just want to bring as much uh, like storybooks uh, as we can. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you, you can see it. Like, it's an insane collection. There is absolutely no rhyme or reason to how it's organized. It's all just piles of books on the ground that have clearly been tossed all over the place. But you'd be able to pick out a few based on the covers that look like fiction. They don't look like anything important. A lot of them have completely water-beaten covers. Are you saying fiction is not important? I am. I'm taking a hard stance on it. Whoa. All fiction, including this podcast, is a waste of time. Blasphemous. Kara's going to pick out the ugliest covers, like four or five of the ugliest covers she can find. Okay. You know what you yeah. judge a book by? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Valen might spot that and say, careful, Kara, sometimes those are the most interesting. I quickly scan them to make sure they're not spell books. You, you open one up and it's actually just a bunch of ugly drawings. <laughs> just like the author with like big muscles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drawn on everything. Big muscles, chiseled jaw, big old Anything? dong. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty decent dong on them. Couple Harlequin romances. A knight in Theramore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star is very conspicuously not get, trying to get out of having to bring any books, and so he just sort of walks towards the door. And like, <laughs> okay, let's uh, go. Yeah. Bring books to the weird guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you, you takes... gather up armfuls of books yeah. uh, and start making your way up to the rope back into the forest. Yeah, Ben Ben has grabbed a couple books on, like, uh, yeah, yeah, anything kind of religious-y. Religion <laughs> knowledge religion you know real religion i like religion it's a good word professional yeah cleric here yeah yeah and uh maybe like a like a little atlas on geography and he swaps those with the owl berenstein owl bears books um <laughs> in his trunk and uh brings those okay we like look back to diglin and they say yeah. a witty one-liner as we enter into the Hello, 
it's Mike Friday, your dungeon mom. Welcome back! Oh, this is so exciting. Thank you for coming back on board the caravan this week. We're so excited to have you back. We've noticed that our numbers of listeners have been going up a lot, which is super exciting. And we want to interact with this amazing community more. So in an effort to do that, we're going to be more active on our Discord. And we would love it if you would come there and join the community and chat with us. We're going to have a bunch of rooms about a bunch of different things. You can talk about the podcast itself. You can talk about other podcasts that you're listening to or side hustles that you think are worth shouting out. We're going to be talking about games that we're currently obsessed with, whether they be video games or board games or other TTRPGs. And we'd love it if you'd come there and just hang out. It seems like a really great space to get to spend more time with you. So we'll throw the link to our Discord up on the website and we have it on our Twitter currently. So at Wonder and Blunder, check us out on Twitter and grab that link. It only has a certain amount of invites on the link, so if it doesn't work, just let us know by finding that loose floorboard next to your dresser and prying it up and taking out the flute that's inside and then opening your heart and playing the song that comes out into it. We will appear. Or you could just send us a DM on Twitter. We hope to see you there. This is really exciting. So I hope we can chat soon. But regardless, keep being the best. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.